Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, remember this? I've always wanted to do a show with women of different generations. It's Whoopi Goldberg. That's my friend Barbara Walters on the original opening credits to The View. Our first show is on August 11th, 1997. That means The View is turning 25. Yeah, 25 years of this. Why are you scared to go on shows like this All rather right. than on Meet the Press? Meet the Press is easy. You guys are tough. <laughs> and this. Why is it inappropriate when 70 families died? What are you killed this on 9-11. No. No. Oh, That's my God. Oh, and don't let me forget this. I asked you if you believed what the Republican pundits were saying. Did I say yes? You said nothing, and that's cowardly. No, no, no. No, no, no. Nothing. That is not. Do not. Do not call me a coward because. To celebrate like it's 2021, we're making a podcast. We're bringing together some of the powerful women who have been co hosts on The View. And it all starts now. You'll hear a lot of behind-the-scenes stories of some of the most iconic moments. We'll share all the ups, all the downs of the last 25 years. Nothing's off-limits. Our first episode features two View originals, Joy Behar and Meredith Vieira. Take it away, Joy. Meredith and I have known each other for a long time. We both joined the show when it premiered in 1997, and she was the first moderator. We spent nine years on the show, and we had a lot of fun together on the show and off the show. By the way, Joy, thank you very much for that kiss. It meant a lot to me, and here's here's your gum back. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Today we talk about how hard it was to keep the show on the air in those early days, what it was like to create a show with the legendary Barbara Walters, and why I was fired and hired back by Barbara in one single night. Here's our conversation. Hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what are we supposed to, we're supposed to talk about the show. Well, I figured. figured What what, what happened to us when we were there? It's like a long time ago now. It's 15 years. I can't believe it's 25 years. Well, it's 15 years ago since you left. Right. Right. I left in 2000. Wait, I left in 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you and still remember the uh, the initial audition? Oh, yeah. I do. What there do you somebody, remember? Well, there was somebody who was out to get your job. I won't mention her name. No, but don't. She, but after, after, tell, say, say what she said. Yeah. After um, we spoke for a while and then, you know. They tried her out, and then she went back, and she's like, well, you know, I can do this. I think she also, you know, I, I went there, but I I wasn't even sure I wanted to, to audition because I, I hadn't really watched very much daytime television only because I worked, and it was yeah. Richard who said to me, you know, you're a reporter who doesn't want to report anymore, so why don't you just try this? Maybe it'll trigger something else. But yeah. I think when I was getting hair and makeup, I was sort of saying to the makeup artist, um, I don't even know if this is for me. Oh, and yeah. somehow that got out, and then it was, That's well, she right. didn't want the job. Uh, right. And then, as it turned out, I I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. That was her ace in the hole, this other girl. That she yeah. doesn't even want it, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> guess what? Uh, it was interesting that the exact group 
that sort of was there was what she picked, Barbara picked. I know. I know. I, I always wondered if that was fluky or did they purposely put us together because they thought we might be the best group and then you work from there? I don't yeah. know. I think yeah. it was just pure, pure luck. But, you know, I wanted the job. And the reason I wanted it was because, you know, I'm all about location. I mean, the only reason I wanted the two reasons why I wanted the job. One was Barbara. And I figured it won't be a typical dumb talk show because she's there and she won't make it stupid. And the other reason was because I, I lived right nearby. And that's my main motivation for everything that I do now is <laughs> do I live nearby? And then I say yes. Okay, well, uh, my name is Joy Bejo. My real name actually is Josephine Okudo. Yes, I'm Italian American. And um, I have a 26 year old daughter, almost as uh, old as Barbara's daughter. And I'm divorced. Hard to believe. (laughs) 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 And And so I said to Barbara, I said, That's a really pretty brooch you have there. And she said, Oh, okay, now you have the job. Like as if I was complimenting her to get the job, which I was. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I was, uh, you know, I had met Barbara like in the elevators at ABC or whatever, but I didn't really know Barbara. And she had gone to, I was, I had done a show Turning Point and she had gone to my bosses there and said, is she funny? Is she, you know, mm. and they said, yeah, I think they said she's a little kooky, but <laughs> she, she's got a sense of humor. And so that's why Barbara decided to give me a shot and, and. I remember going home that night and saying to Richard, I can't believe this. I actually really liked it, but I never thought I was going to get hired. And then the next thing you know, we're all together, and it's, you know, it's great. Deep breath. Good morning. I'm Meredith Vieira. It is Monday, August 11th, and this is the first day of our brand-new show called The View. I don't know how you guys slept last night, but I didn't sleep very well at all. And then it came to me like a bolt out of the heavens this isn't my idea, or your idea, no, or your. This is Barbara Walters. Oh, great! Idea. So, <laughs> Thank you, you very like much. This show, don't call us. Call her in 2020. Yeah, thanks a lot. Remind me to get an unlisted number. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. I'm surprised. I never heard that. That she wanted you to have a sense of humor, which you do. You have a very good sense of humor. But I'm surprised that she even felt that way. Like it was necessary. Well, because I was a, a, a journalist and had been one for 20 years, and I think she was worried that I would be a little too staid. Like you know, she was looking for personality, and as a journalist, I didn't interject my personality at all into pieces. Maybe a little bit, but you know, certainly not opinions right. and all of those things. That's why I was glad to be the moderator because it was really foreign for me to give my opinion. Right. I mean, you have always given your opinion, but for me, it was. I didn't know what would come out of my mouth, you know, and stupid yeah. things came out of my mouth because it was oh, yeah, you were like hilarious. this animal you've said unleashed. Some wacky, you've said some wacky on that show. <laughs> and you haven't? <laughs> I know, but I don't, the people expect it from me. They don't expect it from you. And, but I mean, she was a serious journalist. So I don't know where she suddenly thinks that a journalist has to be funny. You know, that's all. I'm just wondering about that. Well, or at least personable. I mean, she wanted to make sure that I wasn't like very serious, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. guess, um, you know, that I could... Um, carry on a conversation that wasn't just uh, who, what, when, where, and why type of stuff. Right. So, yeah. Well, I think that you just felt like they let you out of a cage. I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt like. like I knew, like, everybody has their <laughs> line that once they cross it, and when I said, blurted out, I don't wear underwear, that was a line where I, that- I, I remember in the moment going, what are you saying? <laughs> but it didn't matter anymore. You know, the horse had left the barn. And then it became it, a big deal that you didn't. It became a it. very big deal. Yeah, it became yeah. because it was. I didn't want to go back down that road, but yeah, everybody read into it and the whole thing. It was. 
I mean, it, we started right when Princess Diana died, yes. right? But, right, wait, right before we get to that, yeah. remember the time you said that you were in Mensa, which you were not, and made that up? <laughs> And everybody believed you, just like they believed you didn't wear underwear. But you do wear, you did wear something. You wore yeah, I wore like a one piece that now yeah. Kim Kardashian made. So I should have banked on that long ago. You know, Meredith Vieira's so, one piece. Not that it would have sold. If you had only what? done a sex tape, you would have gotten the job even earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you think I could I, do it now? I doubt it. <laughs> well, I'm doing one for the blind. <laughs> so. Um, so what were we going to say? Um, after that, I don't know what you said. I, I no, I was talking about when we started. Yeah. I mean, I I remember the rehearsals. I remember this, you know, trying to get an audience to come in. I mean, we were new. Nobody, oh, I mean, yeah. people knew Barbara and they knew they might know your name and then some might, people might know my name, but whatever. You know, um, probably some people knew Star. Debbie was an unknown kid, so sure. maybe MTV, some of those folks knew her, but... But they knew you from 60 Minutes. Right. But I'm just saying this was a new format for... Well, you had actually tried to do a talk show because I, I did your pilot with you. So You know, people should know that's a fun, That's a good story. At one point, I was getting, pilot, getting pilots like crazy. One of the pilots that I did was this show about women in a group, just exactly like The View. Yeah. So it was the same show that we came up with. Well, we didn't really come up with it. Virginia Graham came up with the idea years before. Right. Anyway, you were a panelist. Imagine I remember. That. remember we shot it at CBS, I think. Yeah, I think we shot it at CBS, the pilot. Women. Wow. No, it's just, it's, it's quite amazing. But I do remember, um, first of all, Princess Diana had just died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I we know. were supposed to go on the air. And it was so, that was pretty heavy stuff and to start dealing with. But I also remember us not being able to get an audience. Do you remember the people that would be trucked in? And that, yes. I remember some group of tourists that didn't speak any English and looking at them going, they don't know what we're talking about. I know. No was, wonder it was so hard to get a laugh on that show. I know. It's like now. Exactly. It's like now. I'm sitting in my house trying to get a laugh. It's impossible. Impossible. <laughs> this, is a, this, this format has been a nightmare for a comedian. Yeah, you know, not exactly. to mention my brassiere, the bone of the brassiere is sticking in me the whole time because I can't Why are you move. wearing it? Well, you can't just flip and flop on TV, even though it's just a headshot. Sometimes, God forbid, they pull out. You're dead. Oh, no. I know, I know. (laughs) But Princess Diana, that was a bummer. That was a real bummer. That and 9-11, when we were like, we we didn't know what to do with ourselves because the show was not serious like it is now. That's another thing about the show right now. It's too serious for me. Really? I thought you preferred it like this. No, I like it smart. But I yeah. don't like it so serious. Yeah. You know. No, when we started, it was not serious. It was much no. more so-called women's issues, um, that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, nine eleven. I'll never forget being in hair and makeup. Remember, and uh, yeah. we were supposed to be start hot topics, and I think Bill came in, and or that we saw on TV that a plane yeah. had crashed into the World Trade Center. But at that point, they thought it might probably a little commuter plane or something. Mm-hmm. We were going to do the show. Remember, right. and then the Let's, second plane hit, and we all got sent home, and that was surreal. I think and he I, said it was I, a New York, New York story. It's a New yeah, York exactly. story. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. right. It was a local story. It didn't matter uh-huh. to the rest of the country. Yeah, well. And I remember, I mean, it was the day that I realized that all my journalistic instincts kind of went out the window because everything in me as a journalist said go down to the site, 
And everything in me as a parent said, go get your kids from school. And that's what we did. And then we were off the air for what? Was it at least two weeks, right? Oh, yeah. 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 It was. And then coming back, not knowing what to say and. We've been trying to make sense out of this terrible tragedy to figure out what happened. We are very glad to be back, very grateful. It's extremely hard if you don't live in New York. You understand it's extremely hard to fill an audience. We thank all of you for coming. I know you have other things on your mind, and it is difficult. We want to get back to normal, but it is very difficult. And whether you could be funny again, and, and then we realized the audience, that's what the audience needed. They needed the relief. They needed the, to just laugh again. So. I know. And thank God for you, Joy, because you're always funny. <laughs> I have to be. I have no choice. But you what know do what you happened? think? You know yeah, what happened to me on 9-11? My, uh, my daughter was sitting on the, um, what do you call it, the tarmac? Yeah. Was about to, the plane was about to take off. She was going to Canada. She was going to school in Canada. Oh, and this, wow. And all of the planes were, were um, what's the word, grounded. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I called her up on her cell phone, um, and I said, get off the plane right now. Get off. Because they didn't know what was going to happen next and whether that plane was going to take off and whether they were going to shoot down another plane or you know, go into it. And she said, I can't. They won't let me off. I said, you tell that stewardess that your mother said you have to get off that plane. And that's what she did. And she got mm-hmm. off the plane. I said, get in a taxi and get to Brooklyn right now. Or they would have never been able to get to Brooklyn. The roads were going to be completely shut down. <clears throat> and so she did. I mean, imagine you're in a situation where you don't know where your kid is or how, what oh, would that's, happen Oh, that's frightening. It's a terrible, no, I, it, it was a terrible day. Were they telling her on the plane what had happened? Or no. They just said, she didn't yeah. know why. They didn't know anything. Yeah. She just wasn't yeah. supposed to. I said, just do it. You know, you right. have to you have to be proactive. Absolutely. <laughs> um, God, that's that. I know what you mean about as a parent. Just you, you'll do anything to protect your kids. I mean, I remember anything. getting to their school, and a couple. There were some kids in the principal's office in that area when I walked in to collect our kids, and they were crying. So clearly, their parents had been in that building, and it was just uh, such a upsetting upsetting moment you know and then going home and and uh if Gabe wanted to have a couple of friends over he was a little kid to swim you know it was yeah. a hot day and I said yeah you should do that you yeah, know that's okay to do it was of it was sort of life affirming in its own way but um that yeah that was that was probably the hardest experience in my time at the view was oh going yeah that. for anybody yeah. That and electing Donald Trump. Well, that's what brought you back, right? No, no, oh, no. Oh, tell no. me, because you left. No. Um, I was going to say you as a mama bear, but I'll tell you that in a minute. But you as a mama okay. bear, I love how you would, like, at the last minute, <laughs> we'd be, have to go to L.A. And you didn't want to go be, be, to leave your kids. They were still young. Yeah. And, of course, you can't just say, I'm not going to go. So suddenly, at the very last minute, you got sick or somebody got sick or something happened. I don't remember that at all, Joy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is, that, is that really true? I'm sure I made up something. <laughs> yes, of course. And I thought, oh, isn't she clever? And so ballsy to get out of this. How am I going to do it? Anyway, um, so how did I come back? Oh, well, you know, they fired me at one point. I remember I, I, had, I was eating with you at uh, Doxa, you and Angela LaGreco that day. Yeah. Or right soon afterwards. And I said, I don't know. They canned me. I don't know why. Why, You know? And um, I they still... They didn't give you a reason? A, 
Oh, they said, oh, I was becoming predictable, as Bill Gates said. That's a lie. I know that's a lie. He made that yeah. up just to, because I know what the real reason is, which I won't tell you right now. Okay. I'll tell you later some other time <laughs> when yeah. no one's listening. And, um, and so that was the end of that. And I was like so glad to leave. I mean, he and Brandy came, uh, Barone came to my office looking like, you know, their cat just died. <laughs> and I looked at them and I said, what are you, firing me? And they went, uh, yeah. And I said, good. Jeez. I've been waiting to get out of here. And I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's when I, you did all your writing, right? You started, you wrote your play, and you did, did. all that. So it was great. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I did my solo show. I wrote. I started writing a play, which I'm going to have uh, a reading of it with big oh, stars, by the way. Anyway, what yeah. was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, so then I was walking around Provincetown one summer, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and all of a sudden, I get a call, and it's Hillary McLaughlin, who was the new AP of the show, and she asked me to come back. And I said, I really don't want I really didn't want to, to tell you the yeah. truth. So why she did said, you? Because she said, well, how about if you just host the show, MC the show, or moderate on Fridays? And I said, I like that, because I always liked that job. They never gave it to me because I wasn't famous enough, like <clears throat> like Whoopi and Rosie. And, and and you, in your case, it was it was that you were a journalist, I think. Right. And, you know, but then they decided to put famous people in that spot. So that was the end of my career as a moderator. <laughs> anyway, I said, yeah, I'll do Fridays. And then you, before I knew it, I was on every day. You sucked in again. I know. Well, I, but then I said, all right, they tried to get me to come five days a week. And I was like, well, what's going to motivate me? So I bought a bigger house. I figured that would keep me. <laughs> Otherwise, I would not want to do it. I have to have some reason to make money. So why why did it? What did you think was the reason that it changed from what it was in the beginning? Because everything evolves to what it is now, which is very different. You know, now oh, it's know. really political. When I came back, they promised me they would be smarter topics. And then Trump got elected, and that was the end of the of the good old days when you could just talk about you know whether your husband uh, snored or not. You know, right? Like, uh-huh. Right, exactly. I remember yeah. we always hated doing evergreen shows because you know those taped shows because yeah. they were always filled with those kinds of topics. Right. Because you couldn't do what was happening right in the moment because you didn't know when that thing was going to air, and they mm-hmm. were never as good. They just weren't as good. No, our, I don't think our hearts not. are in it. Yeah. yeah, they're still yeah. not. They're still not the same. But um, you can make them. But now we're live on Fridays. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And we've been well, live, live on Fridays since I came back. Yeah, but oh, we were okay. on tape. Remember, we used to do four shows Oh, yes. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. I'm very honored that uh, NBC has asked me to co-host the Today Show. And I'm very <laughs> sure. I said to the crew today that I'm taking all of you, including you guys, to the Today Show in my heart because I'm, I am who I am professionally and personally in large part because of these past nine years. I believe in growth, but right now I'm feeling terrific, growing pains. Yeah, and that's all I have to say. So you were the only one who really left on a high, a big high, because you were often, I know the story, tell us about it, what, what happened to you. Jeff Zucker came to you. Yeah, no, I... At, uh, for certain uh, months during the year, I would do The View and then go shoot Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm-hmm. You know, that was a contained amount of time that we shot all those um, episodes, but I would go right from The View to Millionaire. It was only a couple of blocks away, the two studios. And I got a call from Zucker's office saying that they, he wanted to meet with me. And I said, well, I don't really have time. I, you know, And he said, well, he'll pick you up at The View and take you 
to the set for Millionaire, and he came up. in this like black SUV with tinted windows. It was very like, oh my god! And um, he's in the back of the of the SUV, and he says to me, "Nobody knew this at the time." He says, "Katie Couric is leaving." Mm-hmm. And we want you. I want you. And I and I said, which I can't believe I said this because I hate this kind of ageism. And yet here I was blurting it out. I said, "Aren't you skewing a little old?" And he went, you know, look, that, we'll leave that, it to you to say. Oh, that. stupid! And then uh, he said, "No, I'm looking for experience. I'm looking for somebody who I know can day one do this job." And I think you're the person. I said, "Well, I don't know. I, I've I've dabbled in morning shows before, and it's just not me. I'm not a I'm not an early morning person, and I'm not never have been." He said, "Well, you know, it doesn't even matter. Meet Matt, and if you if you like if you don't like Matt, you know, and for, forget everything now with Matt Lauer. This was a different time." Mm-hmm. And I went, "Okay." He was very smart, Zucker, because he knew that we would get along, and we did. Mm-hmm. And then I and I said, "I don't know." And he said, "Well, meet Jim Bell, the executive producer, because if you don't like him." And I got along with Jim, and then I just started thinking about it, and I went, you know what? If I don't take this, the Today Show, I'm always going to wonder. And so I decided to. And I remember my contract, I would never have left The View. Seriously, my contract was up, and I was going to sign again. And then some stuff happened that I'm not going to say here, but it was suggested that I, how could I get a job anywhere else at my age? Oh, I know. And I love that and story. And then I was like, oh, We've I all know. heard that story, haven't we? Yeah. But but anyway, <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was a great moment for me. But it was really hard for me to leave, and mostly you. I mean, to be honest with you, yeah. we had a, we always had such a great time. And if you can work with somebody you really like, and I liked everybody, I'm not saying that, but it was always there was something fun about going in. And um, oh, and I was to sad meetings. to leave it. Imagine the remember the meetings we'd have in my dressing room where we would just <laughs> yes. go over everything. Yes, oh. Exactly. That should have been the show. That was the show. It's Carl always the better show. Be- behind yeah. the scenes is always a better show. Absolutely, always. absolutely. But, but I was. Um, but I didn't. Uh, I would not have left yeah. otherwise. So that made it really tough for me. But well, I knew. I, mean, I knew it was here's time. The, here's the truth of it. I mean, they tell you you'll never get another job. Meanwhile, they tripled, probably tripled your salary. Oh, to the Today Show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? But that wasn't the motivation I know. But that's how stupid they were. But that's how stupid when you think about it. Here you are willing to take a third of what they're offering you in a much bigger job, much more exposure, bigger career move, and they say, and they let you go? I mean, it was just, I I mean, I don't understand showbiz sometimes. I don't either. But it was the it was the right thing at the right time for me, and I and I'm glad I did it, and it led to other things. So you know everything. There's a reason for everything, but um, but yeah, but I you know I had nine years at the View, and I and most of that time was great. Yeah, and I learned a lot, and I never I'd never done that kind of a show. So it and for me to suddenly offer opinions, albeit reluctantly, very often, was liberating in and of itself, mm. and 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 just sort of showed another facet of me that made me more actually bankable as a personality. Yeah. You know, every time they see right. something else you can do, it's like, oh, well, she can do that too. So, right. But and I it was also fun the, to be on the ground floor of something, you know, we, we were doing true. this all together. And with Barbara, who was, you yeah. know, she's a pioneer. I oh mean, my she God. Rides, she rides in stagecoaches. We know she's a pioneer. <laughs> um, but the thing about you leaving is that then I was uh, I was crying. It's the only time I've ever cried on tel- 
Behind the scenes, I was crying. Not on TV. I don't believe in crying on television, if I can help Oh, I'm it. all for it. Sometimes, I know <laughs> so. you are. Sometimes I get choked up by some sad thing that's happening, but I don't like to show it. That's me. Yeah. I'm very much about that. I know that you, you'll just start crying at the drop of a hat, but I will not. <laughs> and so I start bawling when I realize what is happening to the show. <laughs> Well, it, what's happening to the show, it's done really well. So I don't know. I that know, that, but that year was that year was a, that was a rough year when you yeah. left. When did, did Star leave? She yeah. left also the same time. Same time. Okay. Something's been on my heart for a little bit. And um, after much prayer and counsel, uh, I feel like this is the right time to tell you that uh, the show's moving in another direction for its 10th season. And I will not be returning as co-host next year. I mean, Barbara was at her wit's end. She was, and the year before, right before that, she had fired me. Remember, she fired me in L.A. When I spilled the beans. I was with you. I know you were. When I spilled the beans that Rosie O'Donnell was coming on, and she she told she swore us to secrecy. Randy Barone was working the 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 airplane, telling us to keep our bazoos shut. And I I said, (laughs) okay, I'll be quiet. And then Entertainment Tonight comes up to me in the swag room, and they say, how do you like that Rosie's coming on? And I go, it's great. I think it's good. Right out of my mouth, like you know, the way you start (laughs) crying, that's how I start blabbing. Vomiting up information. And I, I called up a uh, uh, call, called Nielsen, and I said, told him what I had just done, and he said, "We're all going to die." <laughs> and then I went back to my room, and she fired me. She said, "Oh, you want to hear the story?" She said to me, "Yes, I just got a call from Entertainment Tonight saying that someone told them that Rosie O'Donnell is coming on the show." And do you know who that person was? And I said, Meredith Vieira? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you, I was teasing. She knew who it was. And she goes, no, not Meredith Vieira. Joy <laughs> Behar. And I want you to know I'm not renewing your contract. And I said, Barbara, listen, it was a mistake. I don't care. You're a loose cannon. And I. <laughs> and then she changed her mind in two minutes. Randy Barone said, she wants to to talk to you. I went down. I said, Barbara, are we friends? Yes. Give me your arm. And we walked to the Emmys as if nothing happened. I mean, that's Barbara. That was so Barbara. That's so Barbara. She could scare the whatever out of you one minute and then be terrific the next. (laughs) She could. Um, Or tell a good dirty joke. Oh, my God. No one would believe that. What a filthy mouth. Uh, (laughs) But she also was so good at delivery. You know, there's one luxury thing now. You mean besides a vibrator? That's a necessity. <laughs> she was she a really good joke teller. She really was. But no, I remember that distinctly. But they tricked you with, because they didn't ask you. They just said, isn't it great that? So right. I, you probably thought it must be out. I must you have. Know. Either yeah. that or I'm just a blabbermouth. I was focused well, was on, the, on the free watch I was about to buy, get. <laughs> Woodward and Bernstein. Pen and paper. Wine and cheese. What about the perfect pairing when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Whether you're delivering daily digests or serving sensational scoops, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort, thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash view. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This is according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've kissed you more times, you and, and Jane Fonda are my two girls. And which one was a better kisser? You have the better lips. Did I really? I don't know. Who remembers? <laughs> Look how I get so needy. <laughs> oh, but not, not that I care, Joy, but... <laughs> I also kissed Whoopi on the air. And, okay. Um, yeah. But nobody really um, went for it like you and Jane Fonda. <laughs> Both of you, actually. <laughs> Well, maybe you draw it out in us. <laughs> we used to have plenty of lesbian moments on that show. Oh, yeah. It was always fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because mean, nobody was doing that either. So the shock value alone. And people did. I don't think pe- people took it for what it was. But it was those days we used to do wacky stuff. We don't do yeah. that anymore. We need to do it again. Why don't you come back on the show? I'm not. I haven't been asked. But I'm asking you. 
<laughs> you have no power. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, all you have to do is pretend that you're a rabid Republican and they'll hire you. <laughs> well, and what else are you going to do? Well, what, you might. What, what, this is what the auditions requires. That you not. First of all, you can't be somebody who uh, you know who believes that the, the election was stolen. No, we're not going to go with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure if you have to be. It could be a Trump supporter. Maybe you could. But I've never met one of these Republican girls who doesn't who who who, who stops talking. They just keep talking. Yeah. Are Kellyanne you, Conway. Who, she never met a period or a comic she ever met. I <laughs> liked. You know, she just blabs right through you. Well, remember when we... Well, no, I'm not a conservative. I know. That's I'm problem. not really anything. I mean, But I'm you're an actress. We know that. Oh, yes. <laughs> or, or fake. Is that what you're saying? We've seen oh. you acting sometimes. <laughs> oh, God. I, uh-huh. I recently... I don't know how where I came across that video where I was singing from Cabaret. It was painful. <laughs> painful. Oh, I don't know why they allowed that to happen. It was actually cruel. Like a Cabaret, old chum. such a desire to be a musical oh. comedy star and or anything i mean just remember i danced with beauty and the beast with did i dance with the beast and then i did a scene i did a scene actually with john three's company um oh, who I love. oh, oh ritter yeah. john ritter, john ritter such a yeah. nice guy yeah um i kept thinking that some broadway i honestly thought some broadway director's <laughs> going to be watching and go oh my god she's where brilliant. has she been all our lives <laughs> Crickets, crickets, and so I'd to another scene from something. <laughs> so sad, it really is. It's it's an act of desperation. I know. It shouldn't have been allowed. Well, you you uh, you really. I didn't realize that you were pining to be on actual Broadway stage, but I think you did do one. Yes, one you I did on? thoroughly Which modern Millie. Early Modern Millie, and I did something for uh, Mary Poppins. And so, what happened? Did no one, no one followed up. No, no one did. Why are you? <laughs> it's like knives going into my heart. It's daggers. Listen, I have my own experience with no follow-ups. All right, we all okay. have been there. We okay. all have been okay. there. <laughs> but I, I thought that I never really understood. I guess that you were serious about it. And that, well, that you know, I'm serious. If something had happened, yeah, I would have probably jumped at it. But I was, I was just. It was a great outlet. The view was a great outlet to sort of do something that you you wouldn't have an opportunity to do otherwise. That's how do you true. think that? How do you think that the view has changed you? If it has, it has changed me. Yeah, Steve. What she wants to know: How has the view changed me? I've gotten surlier, he said. Oh, ooh, wow. Mm, gotten surlier. Well, I think I gained I, confidence doing it because I, it was something I hadn't done before. Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of, it's TV. There, it's all TV and performance and stuff. And, yeah, but and you, it's you a job. Out, and It is a job. But you got out before social media went bananas. I have, oh, you should God. see the things they say to us on social media. I I don't know Horrible. that I could handle it. I, I I would have to not look at it at all I, because that I mean your the show demands that you uh, offer opinion, mm-hmm. and not everybody's going to like it. And people, it's so easy on social media to be cruel, you know. So do you it look sure at it? Is. Do you read it? Well, you know, sometimes most of my 
Twitter feed is positive and, mo- and oh. most of it. Not, I would say most of it. But he, but then you'll see sometimes it's at the bottom of the thing and you check it once in a while and then they're just nasty there. But I'm used to it because I was married one. No, because <laughs> I, had, I used to have a radio show. I had a radio show back in the early 90s and um, I also would express myself and then I, they would verbally abuse me. People oh, would God. call in. And, you know, and they'd say, um, and they trick the screener. They trick the screener. They say, I want to talk to Joy. I totally agree with her position on homosexuality. And then they, they'd get on with me and they'd say, hi, I'm, I'm really in agreement. You liberal slut. I'd be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, At least they knew you. <laughs> I said, damn, I wonder if this guy knows me, right? <laughs> and that would happen constantly. So I'm used to it. It's not that big a deal to me. Yeah. And I, I told Elizabeth Hasselbeck, do not, do not read the comments. And she took that seriously. Well, you know what sometimes happens to me? I'll, I'll Google my name just to see if I'm still relevant <laughs> or if it's what's going to come up, you know? Did you mean <laughs> Meredith Baxter Bernie? No, actually. Um, and, and then if you have one good thing, it's like, oh, hello. And eventually <laughs> it's like that, that, that old hag. <laughs> she still get her off TV. <laughs> oh, oh, God, they're, calling me, they're calling me Auntie Joy. Auntie Joy and Grandma Joy now. It's, I mean, <laughs> when they have nothing else, they go after your age. So watch Absolutely. That. Yeah, like they your love age that. and your looks. And your looks, right. Yeah. Even Always. on the radio, they'd say, you're ugly. And I said, well, I'm on, you've never seen me. I haven't been in <laughs> on any television yet. How do you know what I look like? I think they, are they going to carry you out of that show? Um, no. I, well, no. I don't, like Barbara, you mean, used to say yeah, it, she yeah. and Diane Sawyer will see the red light in their coffin. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. and well, so, I hope um, they learned through the years that um, it's not just interchangeable parts. If you don't have the chemistry of the group, mm. it's not going to work. I you know. know. So... It hasn't worked many times. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a it's that's that kind of alchemy that you know, like you said when we all got together the first time, they didn't know. It just happened. Right. Um there's no way to manufacture it. It's either there or it isn't there. So I remember in the audition and um I said to Star, who was, you know, heavy at the time a little bit, and I said something like, "What are you afraid of the word fat? Say it." And she went right back at me, you know. She was like, well, I'm not afraid of it. I'll say it. It's just a but, but, but whatever it was. We had a conversation right. that was right in the moment of, of, of the personalities. And we, we, we were good together in a certain yeah, way at that time. absolutely. And I think Barbara could see that. Barbara mm-hmm. saw that. And then she was only on twice a week. And right. I was on three times a week. Or was it the other way around? I think it started with you twice. And then the audience really responded to you. Yeah. So they added more of you. Yeah. And and then and then Barbara Barbara would went through periods where she was on every day, and then she went through periods where she was just occasionally. But I think she and she'd be the first to admit it. She I think she liked. Oh, uh, sorry. Go ahead, answer it. It's my doctor. I'll wait. Your doctor, Richards. Oh. Maybe you should answer it. We've been on for a while. I can't believe I was so quick to just shut him off. Like, oh, it's just my husband's pulmonologist. <laughs> well, we've, we've been down this road many times already. <laughs> oh, my God. Why, he has lung problems? He had an embolism a few In weeks ago. Lung. Yeah, yeah. It's a, oh. I mean, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. But, you know, I think one of the problems with 
MS is lack of mobility. And if you're not constantly moving, you can get <coughs> DVTs oh. in your leg. And then a part of that broke off and went up to his lung. He, I mean, he's fine. He's a trooper, though. He is. He's a he fantastic. Is. He's a fantastic guy. No, he is. He, he is. is. As is Steve. He is, Steve. You know, but I like about both of those guys is that they're real. They are, you know, they're just good people. And they, they they're are. opinionated and they're very. What Steve, Steve is so funny. And Richard's very funny. funny, too. He's yeah. very funny. I really think that being funny in a man in a relationship is a great thing. It's, I, mean, I do, too. Because we already are funny, you and I. So it would be awful if they were like duds. Ugh. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. And a little bit of, I like a little sarcasm. I like a little, you know, just enough. Um, that, that, that I think that goes a long way, so. Yeah. A little sarcasm. Not a lot. No. Just a little. But you're very not directed te- at me. You're one of those people who's highly teasable. Y- yes, <laughs> by some people like you. <laughs> is there any guests that you still crave to have on the show that the show is not? I mean, the show is sort of must TV. Certainly, all politicians tend. Well, to go right on now it. it is for the yeah. kind of stuff we're doing in that genre. I think I think that in the fall we should make it more uh, relatable. There are mm-hmm. many people. Today we talked about <clears throat> oh, whether you would like to have criticism from your ex-husband. I think that that's a fun topic too. You know, an interesting topic that people can relate to. If you're getting divorced or if you ever broke up with somebody, did you do you ever talk to your ex? Well, he, you know, once you have a child with someone, they're never. Oh, gone. that's right. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, I have my yeah. daughter. Once you have my, a kid, but he, you know, I see him once in a while. I have I yes. have zero interest in him. Yeah. Well, I didn't expect that you did. I yeah. just wondered if you would accept criticism from him. No, because it's not objective. I have yeah. my. I can. I can do my own criticism of myself. I don't need him to tell me. I know what <laughs> I did. I knew I was wrong in certain ways. Yeah. I know. Ask Steve. He'll tell you. <laughs> he writes it on bathroom walls. <laughs> well, anyway, so um, a guest that I would like to have on. Well, Mel Brooks has never been on. I want him on. Yeah. Have but they he, tried he's, to get he's, him? He's 95 now. No, no. Yeah. He's hard to get. He never was easy to get. I tried on all the shows I had to get him on. He never would come on. You know, there's a lot of ageism in television. And, you know, yeah, there's true. a certain point. Although Betty White, they'd have her on in a second. Yeah. Have you had Jean Smart on the show? Yes, we did. A She's co- great. You know, on Zoom, it's not the same thing as sitting yeah, down with us and... Do you wear, have you ever been caught doing something on Zoom because you thought they couldn't see you? Constantly. I'm always looking down at my computer while they're talking. And then the director in my ear is like, you're on, you're on, you're on. And I go, yeah. So if you ever see me go like that, you know what I've been doing. Oh, now I'll know. People text me during the show, make comments. My friends, you can do it too. Do it. Oh, I will. I will. Today I had so much fun blasting Kevin McCarthy and Jim Jordan. (laughs) There's part of me that enjoys that. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, because they deserve it. Yeah, exactly. It's clear you enjoy it, but um, but in a good way. Yeah. I don't want to talk politics uh, the whole show. We're always going to talk some politics because that's what Sonny likes to do. And um, right. Anna, when Anna comes on, she likes to do it. And I, I like it, too. Sure. But I don't enjoy it when it's too far in the weeds. Then it feels like a civics class and meet the press. You remember right. what Barbara used to say, this is not meet the press. And then the other quote from her is, I live in Wyoming. Why do I care about what happened in New York that day? 
Yeah. Remember? She's got a good point. <laughs> she did. She really I did. did. I actually yeah. miss her. Yeah. I know. I know. But I miss you well, more. She, she, <laughs> thank you. No, but she gave us all such a great opportunity. You she know, did. She really did. And she, like you said, was a trailblazer. And mm-hmm. she got, uh, you know, went through an awful lot for, for other women to, to have the opportunities that, that they had. So uh, She did not have an easy time. She had to deal with the, talk oh. about male chauvinism and sexual harassment. Imagine what went on in those days. Oh, my God. nobody was watching and nobody cared and a woman, woman exactly. had nothing. No recourse, you know, just to kick she them didn't in the give nuts. Exactly. And that's pretty courageous. She never gave up. I remember and she, when, in the end, she she beat them all at their own stupid game. But, she did. I remember yeah. when she was with Harry Reasoner, and she was there was a big headline was that she was making a million dollars. I don't remember them saying that Harry Reasoner was making any money or that Mike Wallace was making any. What was their salaries? I never heard that right. before or after. Right. Exactly. Only Barbara, because she was a woman, and no, they they were like, wow. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or that somehow there was something wrong about that, too. Like, oh, the, you know, I remember that with Katie Couric. They would go all talk about her salary. Yeah. Um, the same kind of thing. I don't know. It is. It's totally a sexist. It's position. sexist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we put up with it plenty. All right, Meredith. On to all right, the Joy. I love you. I'll see you soon, I, I you. hope. I love you, too. Happy 25th. And, and send my love to Richard and the kids. I will, for sure. All right. Back okay, at bye. you. Bye, sweetheart. Next week on Behind the Table, Sonny Hostin and Sherry Shepard talk about their experiences on The View. That day that I said when they asked me, did I believe the earth was round or flat? And I said, I don't know. But why um, would it, why was that a hot topic? It was, we were talking about evolution. That oh, day was okay. the worst day of my entire life <laughs> and the best day that changed my life. I'm, I got to tell you. Failure is not, as long as you're not dead, you can get back up. More next week. Behind the Table is produced by Nathan Getty and Summer Shake. Executive produced by Brian Tedda. Booking was overseen by Todd Polks. The executive producer of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi. Special thanks to Josh Cohan, Brenda Salinas Baker, Trevor Hastings, David Toledo, Elizabeth Russo, Lori Hogan, Stacia Deshishku, Molly Kessler, and Ashley Havens. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.